Welcome to Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. There's really no X-Wing going on, so we're going to talk about power converters, except we don't have any of those either. So, we asked you listeners for topics to talk about, and that's what we're going to do. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I'm Alex Smittle. And let's get into it. First, the news. Uh, the Jank Tank Open has cut to its top eight. Unfortunately, our boy Greg... Uh, Greg. Greg. Greg is... Uh, Greg. He got he got taken out in the top sixteen. Uh, Garrett Just and the most opportune dead man switch ever took him out on turn ten, uh, knocking out Kansas City from the Jank Tank Open. Greg did a hell of a job, real stand up guy. Pour one out for him. Yeah. Paul Heaver also eliminated yesterday. Yeah. Oh, in, in one of the biggest upsets ever uh, by the lone remaining oddball, I believe. <laughs> I think the bigger thing is that it's the Padme Luminara combo. Yeah, it turns out Paul Heaver and I are equals because we both Absolutely. got knocked out by a Padme I Luminara yeah, combo. By Padme Luminara True, combo. we're all equals. We're both basically yeah. Paul Heaver. <laughs> yeah, pa- Padme Luminara in this format, really strong. So, and it, was, uh, it seemed to really enjoy giving people that list. Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like Yasby was pre-determined to give out Padme Luminara, so now I have beef with Rathos. Yeah, Rathos. <laughs> uh, he doesn't listen to him. <laughs> One can only hope he doesn't. Uh, so, uh, what other news has uh, been coming out lately? Uh, we had actually a bit of news drop today. Gen Con is canceled for 2020, folks. Yeah. Um, luckily, before tickets went on sale, I think. So, uh, no, tickets, I would imagine they went on sale. They, they've been on sale for a while. Gotcha. Well, before people have showed up. <laughs> but yeah, that's a big deal. 30,000 people in a room together. Mm-hmm. Probably not the best idea. Especially unwashed nerds. Being canceled. Gen Con's merch is also still on sale on their website. Absolutely. If one was intending to go to Gen Con, you may still purchase the merch. Yep. Uh, some other news. Uh, people who ordered the Naboo Starfighters, the alt paint schemes that were originally going to get them out of Adepticon, uh, those started mailing today. I know I got an email about it. I got, I got mine. mine. I got mine as well. Yeah. Shinies um, are going to be on the table, boys. Yeah. yeah. All that same news. FFG said that they're starting distrib- distribution again to the U.S. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all their games. So hey, maybe some of them X wings. Those damage decks, maybe those might show yeah. up finally. Uh, yeah, the, I believe, yeah, damage decks are on the. Uh, I believe this month or early June. I heard, in, so I, I heard end of June or mid June. Yeah. yeah, it's it's on the June list for the distributors. So they they are going to be uh, hopefully in people's hands soon. Uh, on that note, lat, there are uh, lat, a lot of <laughs> lat lat damage decks. You nerd. Damage decks. <laughs> I want the lat. <laughs> uh, we just don't have a date for this yet. Unfortunately, Bad. not. But uh, in some areas across the country and overseas, uh, some regulations are relaxing. Some local gaming stores are starting to slowly reopen. For those of you who are able to go out and put ships on the table or play other games at your gaming store, uh, make sure you're being cautious and careful, guys. We're not out of the woods yet on this. Uh, nope. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're gonna not. we're gonna advocate caution here at Tashi Station Radio. Uh, Remember that if you if you go back and you watch Empire, when Han Solo leaves the Falcon in a dangerous environment, he wears a mask. And Han Solo's cool. Be like Han. Wear the mask. Just better safe than sorry out there. Awful lot of moisture in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're a lot of uh, let's let's face it, you know, nerds going out there uh, anywhere. You have a bunch of us congregate. It's going to be a high moisture environment. Let's uh, take all the necessary precautions while we're out there, and hopefully. 
the worst of this will pass soon. Things seem to be on a, uh, a good swing and we'll be able to get back to our beloved game in person and actually start uh, rolling some dice, shooting some space bullets and putting plastic on the table soon. Indeed. Yeah. Like Matt said, just be courteous to the other people in the stores with you. Practice, maintain your social distancing. Don't cough on people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just be careful. I know I personally, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing X-Wing again, but uh, I'm not going to go back immediately. I'm going to wait a while and make sure. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, this is one of those things where it's, uh, it's no joke, people. You're seeing already uh, places that have relaxed things a little too early or kind of seeing a little kickback. So let's just uh, be cautious and take care of each other out there. Agreed. But with that fun news, uh, let's get to our topic of the day. We did a poll on Facebook and uh, requested by our readers. We're going to take an in-depth look at some cards that we think are bad and why. Our readers? Uh, our readers? Our listeners. They, they read the Facebook. They listen <laughs> That's to true. Us. They did read the Facebook, the poll that Doug so graciously posted. Nah, they're Maybe. reading our podcast now. Well, I mean, we could, could probably like type out a transcript. Yeah, we, we theoretically could. Uh, Am I allowed to cuss during this? Because I might. You um, might. <laughs> uh, folks, we're yeah. going to let you know right away, This uh, these are cards that we've each picked three of them that, for some reason, give us the itis, and uh, we... Yeah, okay. we might be a little bit. Uh, we might work a little blue here when we're talking about some I of these cards. Heated. I have a hard time censoring myself on normal topics, but now okay. our four Astromex here. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, let's go ahead and start off with your number one pick for bad cards. Best so, card in the game. The R four Astromex isn't necessarily a bad card per se. The effect is solid. You get some blue maneuvers. You get some white maneuvers. Except there aren't any ships that can take it that have red basic maneuvers at speed one or two. But that's something. Uh, um, not true. The the E wing. Uh, fine. The E wing. That ship that people play. Um, my point is, it's literally pointless on most ships. It's uh, the effect seems stronger than it is. Like, sure, reducing the base speed, the difficulty of your basic maneuvers sounds nice. And sometimes, like take Poe for instance, it is. He stresses himself every turn. If you're not stressing yourself, there's no reason to bring R four Astromech. Well, what are what are some ways? I mean, linked actions like Poe, who's got linked everything. Yeah. Poe is the only one. Like Han Gunner Cavill is a thing. Yeah, uh, put R four Astromech on, but he, Han Gunner Cavill's like a thousand points now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the big thing is Broadside. He's the biggest defender. There is literally no reason to put an R four Astromech on Broadside. Zero reason. But what if I needed to barrel roll? Don't. You, yeah, or, you just, don't. <laughs> or just accept that sometimes you have to barrel roll and you're doing a one or two forward. And if barrel rolling was the right choice, it was still the right choice without R4 Astromech. And, but you really should try to avoid barrel rolling your broadside because his whole thing is around having focus tokens. Ah, uh, but, but Alex, what about Panic Pilot? Oh, but Panic Pilot, you say? <laughs> um, it literally is a ship chassis that makes it difficult to crit. Like, I'll sure, Panic Pilot's hard. Right. But if you're going to take... If you think you're barrel rolling that much on broadside, take expert handling instead and just not be stressed. True. Also, stop barrel rolling on broadside. His whole point is having a focus. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, panic pilot is pretty rare on those guys because A, there's only two of them in a three or three card deck, and B, they have a ship chassis ability that reduces the, the oftenness, the frequency with which they are crit. Oftenness? <laughs> oftenness. Yeah. Industry sure term. That's the technical term. <laughs> Industry term. But, like, yeah, you say R4 only costs two, it's really not hurting my list to put it on ships. But there's always going to be a better use of those points. Even if not using those points is the better choice. If you're, if you're saying 
that R4 Astromech being on a ship does not affect your list in any way as far as quality, then there's probably something you need to change in your list with those two points to make it better. Or there's a there or the two point bit is worth it. Like literally uh, only Poe in the current meta should take R4 Astromech. Stop so putting it on broadside. Yeah, there's only four factions that can take it. You've got uh Rebels, Scum, Republican Resistance. Those are the only ships that have Astromech slots, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of those, you can't put it on the ARC-170 because it's a medium base. Yep. Uh, Sheathapede has an astromech slot, I guess. Still, it does, right? but, but who cares? You, <laughs> the only thing there, uh, if you, well, here's an example of a ship that's going to stress itself a lot. Fenrau in the Sheathapede. Would an R, uh, R4 astromech be good there? He has, I mean, he has different problems. Namely, yeah, the five that starts off for this price cost. He's a 50-point Sheathapede. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's his problem, oh, yeah. which is fine. We're not we're not going to complain about an expensive Fenrash Heathapede. I say, but to analyze a little more than just to say it's bad. Like the reason it's fine on Fen, like it's fine on Poe, is because it's a ship that self stresses a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. part it's of its not... core mechanic is stress. Yeah. You're not taking. You, you shouldn't take R four as a. But what if I once a game? Like or, that's not that's not what makes it good. Or sometimes like K turn and we like clear stress on it too hard the next turn. Yeah. Two bank, like it's probably the same difference. And if not, why'd you K turn? And <laughs> and the big thing is, if the two hard was that necessary, you would do it whether it was white or blue. Indeed, like um, it's not good on any of the X wings, but sometimes they link focus into barrel roll or whatever their thing is, focus into boost. But like again, sometimes not worth the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair, yeah. Fair. I think the biggest thing people need to do whenever they look at that card and. They, they they look at it, and on paper, it's, okay, I can do this and this and this, and that sounds great, but you're not actually doing it frequently, so you're investing points into very situational situations, and even in those situations, you can often get away with not having R4 Astromech. So you're looking at, like, a once a tournament, once every other tournament, R4 is going to be clutch. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's not worth... All right, well, that, that's actually a, a good topic. The what you mentioned only only so often is it going to be clutch when you're looking at putting your list together. Uh, there's that theory that not every card in there has to be the MVP, but they should all have a reason to be there. If you're going to spend points, get something out of those points. You're saying even if just at just two points that it, it's asked for, you're saying R4 not worth it. I would agree, yes. Uh, so the reason being is like as a two point upgrade. Either it's going in a list with like three or four ships and then the bid is probably worth more, or it's with a bunch of generics, in which case you probably brought multiple copies of it, and then you should drop all of them and just use a better upgrade somewhere else. Like I, I can't think of lists that are going to use exactly one copy of R four in a list of like five or six ships where you can't do anything else with those two points. And a lot of lists, like the majority of lists bid one point or fewer. Mm-hmm. That if that that two point bid can can win you games. Okay. Yeah, I I will go out and actually say R four not the worst card in the in the game because Poe Dameron exists and you do have a case for it on this one ship. My my issue with R four is not that it's a bad card. It's actually it's a it's a good ability. It's over. The problem is it's overrated and overused when it's not necessary. Yeah, I think R four definitely falls into the category of overused more than bad. Agreed. But, uh, Obviously, you could never put it at zero points, or it would just be an auto-include on everything with an astromech slot. I mean, I think it's perfectly good at two points. 
Agreed. You, it's, you a, it's a strong ability for cheap yeah. points. You don't want it's, people to slap an R4 on literally everything. Like, you don't want blue turns to just be the norm. Right. Um, so two points is a good cost because it shouldn't be spammable without a consequence. Uh, I, I really just think the thing is people don't really think about why they put R4 astromech on ships. They just slap it on there because blue equals good. Indeed, yeah. And, like, a lot of times you'll see people just slap it on any open astromech slot. Right. Yeah. Now, it, it's, you brought up something, and this kind of seems relevant. Uh, how common is the blue too hard? I mean, pretty. Uh, that's like, kind of almost like an interceptor type ability. Let's say if we go through factions real quick, the A Wing has it. Uh, the in Empire, I think the A Wing's the only one that has it in Rebels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Empire has the interceptor. And... That's it because the tap has one hearts. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you're looking at the idea that the for most uh ships the too hard on all ships with astromex is uh white so it's basically the idea that it can give it that interceptor ish ability but none of those ships can fill the role of what an interceptor yeah. should do the really. thing is that interceptors stress themselves every turn yeah exactly x-wings that, don't and like yeah like if if you're off if you're taking your hard turns from red to white that's a different story and yeah the e-wing has a point but i really don't think it's worth it on the e-wing either to answer your question, across 11 factions, there are 11 ships with two hearts that are blue. Okay. And of those, you know... Uh, two of them are droids. Yeah. Uh, Both have linked actions. One of them's the Shadowcaster. Doesn't have linked actions. Yeah. yeah. Um, the rest of them are mostly interceptor chassis. And then the okay. Titan. Alright. And then also, when you're talking about self-stressing, how many of the ships that can take an astromech that this fits have those linked actions, and it's just the X-Wings? Well, and... No, that's right. The uh, both types of X wings. Yeah, both types of X wings do have that that linked action there. But again, a couple of niche I mean, pilots. A couple of yeah. niche things. Yeah. Not, but those X wings don't there. often link. That's a rare occurrence, and not yeah. worth paying the points for once a tournament. Yep. And even like experienced Poe players will tell you that linking every turn is usually wrong. Yeah. Like even yeah. though you take R four on them because you link a lot, there are times you need a more open dial. You shouldn't link that three hard, that three bank, that four yeah. forward. Right. There are times when you need to be able to have the option to K-turn or Talon roll next turn. Yep. All right. Well, that's the uh, the long-awaited R4 rant finally out there. How do you feel, Alex? I mean, I feel I feel pretty good. Like, <laughs> I do this like nine, I do this like twice a week at home anyway, but it's, like, true. it's good to get it in public. He yells about R4 in his sleep. It's, uh... it's, it's actually horrifying. It's just yeah. giant R4 Astromex surrounding me in my dreams. <laughs> Like, but the cards, not the actual astromechs from the movies, <laughs> just the cards surrounding me. <laughs> it's awful. You want to see something about that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one that I have gone from being hyped about to being incredibly frustrated and angry about is uh, Auto Blasters. Bye -bye. So, Auto Blaster and, well, specifically Auto Blaster Turret in 1.0 was just. Autoblaster turret accuracy corrector. We all know how abusive that was. Mm -hmm. But Autoblasters itself, the, the cannon slot is really a weird upgrade because it's, well, let's just say the situational utility of Autoblasters is ridiculously low. On its own, it's a two-die attack, so it's not improving anybody's offense. Oh, uh, there are, there, there's no one-die ship that needs a cannon to be good. Uh, you get an extra die if they're in your bullseye, which is really hard to guarantee. We've discussed this before. Uh, it's almost impossible unless you're at higher initiative than your target or if they're larger than you. 
And other than Poe Dameron and some of the T-70s, there's really not a lot of high initiative cannon carriers. Uh, if you want a cannon carrier that can reposition to line up that bullseye and still get mods, you've got only the B-Wing, the T-70, or the Sith Infiltrator, all of which already have three die primary attacks. Yep. Uh, yep. There's, uh, there's people going around saying, well, if you want to take the target lock and the B-Wing's uh, S-foil ability... Uh, you can have 10 numb, get himself stressed, and have a target lock, and double tap, and mod all the things. That is five points that you're investing for an already situational ability. And much like the R2, uh, the R4 Astromech, I think you should save those points. Very, very rarely is there any time I would say take the auto blasters rather than take the three-point bid. The occasional exception, and there seem to be these little asterisk exceptions to all these, occasionally it can be good on a SICK, the N3A Interceptor, but I would honestly rather take advantage of the fact that those are cheap ships and not throw a three-point situationally maybe useful. Yeah, I think the the SICK Swarm in particular, like you can do seven six with Auto Blasters and one of them Sunnybounder. The rest are just Cartel Spacers. Like... That list in particular, I think the Autoblaster works because you have enough ships with that upgrade that you will get shots where they don't have arc on you. Right. And you'll have to, the bullseye and you'll have that, that out of arc ability, which uh we Which even then you still have to roll a crit to do auto yeah. damage. Yeah, like Right. Uh, and that's, that's uh that's a pure volume thing, and that's because a seven ship list is already pretty efficient. So mm -hmm. you are losing efficiency, but you're still a good job list because by raw number of ships. Right. Uh, still also, more efficient than most ship than most yeah. lists. Also, because you have seven ships, you will line up bullseyes randomly. And if you can consistently line up the bullseye on a two die shot ship, the auto blaster's third die is worth it. And if you can consistently get out of arc on a two die ship, the auto blaster is worth it. But and yeah. as we've having... established, there's not really any ships that do that. Individual right. ships. With the yeah. six form to say, like, if one sick lines up a bullseye every turn, it's worth the seven auto blasters there in that specific list. Yeah, Otherwise, seven auto blasters, so you're investing ships. 21 points, and you're not going to find another ship for that. So if that's. Uh, you, eight, eight, six fits. Eight, six or 25 it's, a piece. They fit. You're, you're using the rest of the points to go up to Sunny, but. Yeah. yeah. On one of them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so eight six yeah. isn't very good, so you might as well bring the auto blasters. If you're flying, if you want to fly an eight ship list, fly the focho. Mm -hmm. Like another th another thing you brought up, which I'll get into with uh with my first card, is that auto blaster doesn't actually directly increase damage unless you meet those very specific circumstances. Mm -hmm. So you're spending three points for no value, uh, which is bad, bad choice. <laughs> yeah, right. it, spend um, points for value exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if with R four, you're spending two points for a sometimes it might be useful. Auto Blasters is three for a potentially less times even useful. And I would say that Auto Blaster will probably trigger trigger in a meaningful way more than R four, but not significantly more. Like if you just take it on any like a a single sick in a, a, a scum list, I bet it would trigger once every three or four games. Uh, but that's still a significant number of points for that situational of an effect. Throw in some anecdotal evidence is we did see it on stream. Kill it. The uh, tally. That's true. We did a couple crit out of arc. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a very <laughs> oh, never mind. Lucky. Yeah, you're dumb. It's an amazing card. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> All right. 
Well, that actually <laughs> is a, a good segue into Doug, uh, your first one here. Uh, yeah, so my first card is uh, Marksmanship, uh, which for those that don't know, whenever you perform an attack, if you, are, if you have Bullseye on them, you can change one hit to a crit. Uh, it's only one point, it's a talent. Uh, on paper, that doesn't seem awful, uh, and so a lot of people will just slap it on ships because, hey, crits are good. Uh, in particular with Marksmanship, even more than Auto Blaster, it doesn't actually increase damage output at all. Like, it, it is a net zero difference in increased offense. Uh, because if you roll two hits and they roll two evades, it doesn't matter how many of those hit results are actually crit results, you don't do damage. Um, so, like, from there, other than specific synergy things, like Saint Marana uh, and Auto Blaster to an extent, um, you're not you're not gaining any damage, which makes it a bad card. Uh, on top of that, you have another upgrade that also fills the talent slot, costs the same, and directly increases damage for one point, and that's Crackshot. But wait, Doug, does that one also only trigger in the bullseye? It does only trigger in the bullseye. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, they're just, yeah, like you're, most ships aren't going to line up bullseye more than once a game, period. True. Uh, so you might as well take the card that is guaranteed to increase your damage output when you get the bullseye, rather than the one that might give you a crit that might be good in the situation. We had the same discussion with Predator. Yeah. It's a line of Predator three times the focus for it to have more value than Crackshot. Yep. Like, and Marksmanship is just worse than both of those cards. Yeah, you could line it up five times and it could net you zero damage. It could. And all that, Doug, because, that also means it has to be damage that goes into hole. If it hits a shield, it's the same thing as a hit. It doesn't matter what the... What the, it, the crit symbol doesn't matter. They have shields. There's, Doug, there is that now. Direct there, hits. Yeah, the, the direct hit everybody keeps talking about, it's it's there, but gambling for crits is not a good choice, really. It's yeah. it's just not. Like, if Sorry. you want to gamble for crits, you should play Merrick Steel, because he sacrifices nothing to fish for crits, and his ship chassis already generates those crits, and you're not changing your play style to do it. Yeah. So you made me think of something, and this is actually a list that uh, Greg and I had thought up a while back that Greg wanted to try, and I was trying to convince him it's a bad idea. It is the most crit-hunting list that we could come up with. And I'm going I'm to give it to you guys, and you're going to tell I, – I can just hear already. It is three a three-ship rebel list, which is yeah, – that's bad. That's bad already. <laughs> <laughs> it is – Gavin Darklighter. Yep, that's bad. With so bad. marksmanship, fire control system, R4 Astromech. Oh my I'm going to stop you right proton there. And proton torpedoes. Because, A, two of our cards have already been in that. that exactly. No, room. believe me, it gets better. But also, Gavin Darklighter's ability is just marksmanship for everyone without the requirement. It's just better. But why are you putting marksmanship on top of it? <laughs> then you also have 10 numb. And Braylon Stram, both with marksmanship, auto blasters, yeah, yeah. shield upgrade, and stabilized S foils. Now, I almost put shield upgrade in here too. I didn't. Yeah. Almost did. So the but thought behind this is out of Mark Bullseye shot, and then I get three crits to the screen. Right. That's the idea. The idea that is happens. this is this is one of those type of lists that has it, it's got that kind of synergy but too much synergy and this is one of the problems uh i often find myself falling into with list building is this list on paper is like it's redlining the oh this is clever meter yeah you know, it's cute. It, 
Like, it, it's it, cute. It's clever. It has a gimmick. And the gimmick, if everything goes your way, if this Rube Goldberg machine works, then yes, you can punch three or four crits right through someone. Right with... into their shields. <laughs> exactly. Most of the time you're going to be wasting them on shields. And there's no way you get to do this twice in a row. Also, sure, you six crit one of my TIE fighters. But then like the other seven are going to kill a B-Wing and a half back. Exactly. Like, so, hey, don't break well, free ship rebelists ever. Yeah, don't stop do that. doing it. Don't. The Unless only, one's a Falcon. I say the only exception is a fat turret. It's one of their ships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like synergy's fine. Just make sure the synergy is useful. Yeah. The thing is, uh, you could drop all of the upgrades off that list and probably fit a fourth ship in there, and it right. probably you you fine. can. I bet it's Gavin. Cassian with Leia. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, well, uh, Ga- Gavin, Gavin and three selfless uh, blades is actually uh, a list that I do want to yeah. try out at some point. You could save a lot of points not bringing Gavin too. Yeah, right? if you just make Gavin an I two E wing, you have even more points. I just yeah. like Gavin. That's fun. I mean, sure, he was in the books, um, but the point is, like, his ability isn't that great either. Um, Doug actually tried with Eton Abat back in the day. I did running yeah. a list. He almost took it to Worlds. I did, but that was. Five years ago now? It was 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the thing, this is a sidebar, but Gavin is just the marksmanship of E-Wings. Like, literally. <laughs> Only instead of one point, he's 11 points over in May. <laughs> so, don't take Gavin Darklighter. Seriously, there's literally no reason to. Yeah. Gavin Darklighter uh, is going to be our God, dishonorable mention for this Eight list. more points than a rogue. They're the, the same initiative. They both have talents, and he's eight more points. Rogues are good. Gavin <laughs> Darklighters are bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, stop pushing for crits. It's not good. Indeed. Yeah. Alex, what's your second choice? Well, in the complete opposite of my first choice, where it has a good ability and it doesn't even cost a lot. It's just not useful. This card is bad and also costs a lot. It's informant. Um, so we all remember Jump Masters with Intelligent being a thing back in the I day. I sure wish I don't. Uh, True. But yeah, they were, and it was awful, and everything was terrible. And we quit X Wing, and then we got a second edition. It was fine. But uh, on the surface, Informant sure seems like the way to do that again. You can put it on Jump Master. It's great. Don't put things on Jump Masters. Um, but it's not really. Like, it's a poor facsimile of Intel Agent, and that's probably too generous a name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I would actually argue that it is, in fact, the correct way to recreate that card. Yeah. But let, let, let's, let's, let's get to what's really important here. Alex, it's a poor what? Facsimile? Facsimile? Is that how that's pronounced? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like facsimile. I don't know. I don't know how to... Facsimile. I always thought facsimile is a dumb word anyway. Um, fine. Poor facsimile. See, it sounds so much worse. I like facsimile. It's like a face. It's like a facade, but fake. You're not um, going to win this argument. <laughs> Tashi Station Radio, the greatest sidebars ever. I'm just saying, like, sometimes you've never heard a word pronounced before. Episode um, 14, facsimile. I, I think facsimile is a cool word. Um... New internet handle, though. Um, point is, it's probably too generous a name. Um, it's a garbage card. You have to ship at the beginning of the game. Cool. Um, usually you're going to pick the most important ship, but you should kill that one first, then your card's useless. Um, range 0-2 to two is the same as Intelligent was back in the day. It was 0-1. Mm-hmm. to one, but yeah. oh, Well, it's even better, right? No. Um, again, <laughs> it only affects one ship, and only the ship that brought the informant is within range 0-2 to two of them. As mm-hmm. opposed to any ship, as opposed to choosing any ship, it costs a twentieth of your list, five freaking points, for literally uselessness. Don't even uh, put it on Vimarati. There's that, no that, reason to have to look at two dials. It's like a fortieth of your list. You know what, Matthew? <laughs> so 
A 40. The poison's a bad card, and I'm flustered yeah. about how terrible it is. <laughs> to get into why it's so bad, though, like, uh, on paper, it seems like it would be useful, but in practice, ships that can take informant can't really utilize it very well. Right, um, your crew carriers. Yeah. yeah. If like your ace could bring it. Yeah. If, but, if you look at 2.0, one thing they did pretty well is that ships that have crew are generally pretty immobile. Uh, or they're very expensive. Yes. Uh, so you uh, want to be, you want to have low or high, okay, would low or high initiative be better for informant? I mean, it depends on what you're doing with it, but the point yeah, is, like... Uh, so if you're using it to try and counter an ace, then low initiative is better. Uh, if you are, as an ace, using it to try and make use of the information, uh, actually, I guess in general, lower initiative is better. Um, okay, well, here's but, a thought. Uh, so a similar ability you mentioned comes on by Marathi. Who's also uh, bad, but yes. He's also bad. Uh, do we see a lot of good use out of Vi Marathi, or have we? No. Vi, Vi is more there Excuse for me. that... Uh, Somebody made final table at a hyperspace trial of Vi Marathi. There were seven people there. There were 21, <laughs> but I, I still went two and two. Send me a Vi Marathi is a bad card, don't take it. Vi Marathi is a bad card, there has been no yeah, actual yeah, that, that Vi Marathi is a, is, a, is a cheap example of this ability, but Vi comes with that other ability that your target can't spend the, uh, the focus tokens, right? Well, yep. Which is also pointless, but... Well, it, it, okay, it's better than this ability in a vacuum. I mean, sure. Uh, the other but thing that does. really gets me on this is that Intel Agent... You could theoretically bring multiple jump masters with Intel Agent and just oh, be jump mastering everywhere. Oh, informant did. is unique. And you have one informant. Mm-hmm. Also, like if you really want to look at dials, bring sense. Like you should be bringing purple numbers anyway. Yeah. So the other thing, sense on there. The other thing I was gonna say is there is one particular crew carrying ship that I think could use informant well, and it's the attack shuttle, particularly Sabine in the attack shuttle because she can boost her barrel before she moves. Just she can make really good use of being able to see somebody's dial. Uh, it's a relatively mobile ship. Uh, the problem is, for one more point, you get Cassian Andor, which doesn't have a single ship requirement and lets you change your dial based on what you see. Yeah, uh, Cassian real good. Yeah. Um, I, I really think the biggest thing is Informant has zero ships that it's good on. Um, if there was, if 1.0 Jump Masters, like in how, how their dial was at the White Barrel roll, all of that still existed, I think Informant would be fine on them. Uh, but Jump Masters are a shadow of their former selves. And also, the Jump Master was more the problem rather than Intelligent at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Intelligent was a game design problem, but not yeah. necessarily the yeah. the problem with that list. Like, but say no other base. crew... Ex- oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, so, but the large base with one hards and barrels was really the problem there. Crew, uh, also a design problem. <laughs> yeah, Intelligent <laughs> pushed that 80% chance of block up to, like, 99. Yeah. But, uh, okay. like, say no other crew existed. Boba Fett could get good use out of informant. The problem yeah. is other crew exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're all better. All yeah, of them. There, there is no at, at five points. If you have five points in your list and an empty crew slot, there is always going to be a better choice. I would almost say, for a point cheaper, novice technician would be a better choice than informant. It's not a good card, but it's better than informant. There's probably non-cruise options that are more worth those right. five points. So you know. another, you know, actually a great a parallel example. If you've got five points for informant, which requires you to pick one ship at the beginning of the game to bully, for five points, if you're an empire, you can pick Agent Callus, who is decent. 
better than informant. He's better than informant, yeah. Um, but like, you can take a whole upgrade on a two agility ship for five points. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do with five points that are far more useful than informant. Yeah, and I like, think the big thing is it's overcosted, but I also think it's good that it's overcosted. Um, yeah, you you wouldn't want this cheaper. If it if it were cheaper, would it be a better card? I mean, I mean there's always a point. Yes. There's but, always I mean, a okay. point where something is better. Yeah, is, it, is, is yeah? Is there a a point threshold at which informant becomes a good card? Uh, I mean, I'm yeah, sure there is. If it was one point, <laughs> I think you'd see it a lot because it's practically free. Yes. And uh, like, if unless you were running all I six ships with a deep bid, then there would be some use for it. Um, so you would put it on there, but but that's not healthy. I mean, look at uh, Triple Jedi with sense in this last meta. Uh, it was awful. Like they yeah, it was garbage. As as they want or arc dodge as much as they want. Uh, and sense is just a better version of informant. Um, and you yes. can run it. But more. the point is, like dial looking mechanics are not very good for the game. So it's not good it's a bad version of it. Indeed. But yeah, it's a bad card, and don't bring it. That's my point. All right. For a card that's a little less toxic, and I put it on my list just because I think it's, like, Auto Blaster's bad, Connor Nets. Uh, this might be a little controversial, but Connor Nets, I think, are right now just one of... Ah, so, mines, as they were in 1.0, were the action bombs that you could move, drop the, you know, drop it right on somebody, and... You know, do great things like that. Connor Nets, they... Here's the thing. It's six points. You get one charge. It only affects one single ship. It's guaranteed to ionize them unless they're doing some kind of uh, static discharge vein shenanigans. And do one damage, but you're... The options you have with Connor Net are not great. Yes, it's longer than any other mine. I say any other prox mines. Uh, so you and cluster you, mines. That's true. Yeah, but you know you can reach further from your base with a prox mine, uh, a counter net than you can with the others, especially if you're running a tie bomber. Uh, so you've got this area behind you that it can run. Bombs in general uh, are kind of really weird. I think we don't see a lot beyond uh, protons and seismics. Prox mines in specific situations. Uh, Seismics, I think, are probably the best bomb in the game right now for my money. But specifically, Connor Nets, you're ionizing a single ship, which is a very situational one turn. You've got to capitalize on this on this turn. Uh, so it's, it's a one-use ability, so it's not really good for prolonged control. The it's expensive, and the ships you can put it on are not cheap and spammable unless you want to try it on, say, a generic Y wing, which is kind of just a bad call anyway. Uh, and everything's got to be perfect for it to trigger. If you are a low initiative ship with a Connor net, you should not ever catch a higher initiative ship with the Connor net. Unless you've managed to get them to bump into your backside. I mean, but is not forcing yeah. them to fly around your counter net useful right. control? The, the, also, the, the, this I is where... that's a, I think that's wrong, honestly. Like Boba <laughs> Fett so Boba Fett uses prox mines extremely well. Yeah, okay. The, 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 this exactly. is where I'm, I'm getting to the, the exceptions here. It's like every card here has an exception. You know, but fires... okay, Boba Fett was an example, but like anybody can use a prox mine well. You can use right. a counter net. Prox, mine, prox mines are good. Uh, 
to me specifically because they can do a ton of damage. They could also theoretically do no damage. Like but, they always do one. But yeah, Prox mines are definitely you. You are getting great offense out of it, uh, and you have two of them is the big thing. So you're always getting theoretically two damage out of the points you're putting in for Prox mines. With the Connor net, one shot. Uh, Constable Zuvio is one of the only ways to do silly shenanigans with it. Oh, look, I'm going to throw it out the front and then, you know, jet backwards and still get shots on you. Okay. You know, if you're thinking of doing that, stop. Just stop thinking about Constable Zuvio. It's not that good. Uh, fire sprays with I agree on Constable Zuvio. I agree yeah. there. Let the record show, I agree. Yeah. No fly Constable Zuvio. <laughs> fire sprays, especially higher initiative with Boba Fett, uh, Slave One pretty much gives you okay. Now I can almost guarantee my trivially easy to yes. set those bombs up with Slave One. Right. Uh, the advantage is if you have Slave One, you're not. Uh, hold on, actually, let me. Look it still has a device okay. slot. Matt, can yeah. I say a few things while you're, you're sure? Uh, so, one, did you play 1.0 during the Connernet meta? I did not. That was okay. right it was the worst I, thing in the world. It was awful, and so I think they were intentionally conservative with Connernets. And I still think Connernets are probably one of the most underrated bombs in 2.0. Right. Uh, uh, especially with the change to how Ion works now. Because if you think about it, what Connernets actually say now is, I drop it during the activation phase, you get Ioned. You now only get to take the focus action this turn, and the next turn I know exactly where you are, and you only get to take the focus action. True. Yeah, the way the that, Ion changes. That is an extremely strong effect. Now, it is only one charge, and it's only one damage, and it's six points. So it might still be over-costed, but I do think counternets are good cards. I was going to say similar things to that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I can kind of so, see those either. But they, they are a card that, just to me, I look at it, and all I can think of is frustrating. You Now, you, you raised a good point with the idea of area denial. A counternet is good area denial because of the unique size and shape it presents on the field. If you get it you know, long ways to where someone's coming in perpendicular to it. Uh, it's not easy to bank around because of its weird shape. That weird dog bone shape is pretty good at blocking space between asteroids because of how people tend to put asteroids in there. It's, you know, good there. However, it drops lengthways. So you've got to be in a really good position to drop that uh, it, it's always going to drop with the long axis along your axis of movement, if that makes sense. Yeah, I do think it's harder to avoid than you think, though. Having mm -hmm. like, I played with them a lot during that meta and played against them a lot. Oh, it was uh, awful. Connor nets are very different. Like, they're pretty much the, the same as cluster mines. If you want to hit somebody with them, you're going to. Um, it's a little harder in 2.0 because you can only drop them during activation. But uh, right, it's that uh, you are spending six points, and the cost is the big thing that hit me here with it. It's six points for a one shot. The effect it gives situationally can be very good, but it's it's a one shot. If you miss, then yes, you shut down that area of the board, but at what cost? You you've given up, you know, sure it's three percent of your total list, but six points is a lot for an upgrade that isn't going to be a, a super clutch thing. Yeah. Like any uh, device, if your if your opponent forgets that you have it, like I always forget one of my opponent has bombs and they always bite me in the ass, it can be clutch, absolutely. But bombs for an alert opponent are something to be played around. Yes, it makes them do more mental math there, but I think of all of them, this is the weakest one, and that's why it, it made my list. 
I'm going to disagree with you, but that's okay. Oh. Like, I, I think it is probably one of the most underrated bombs. It's a it's if an extremely under. potent effect. <laughs> but the thing is, if you drop it on somebody, in, if it hits them in the system phase, they are essentially ioned for two turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, of the, uh, how the ion rulings work. I say, before you... the ion ruling change, oh. I might have agreed with you. But I think post-ion ruling change, I think they they have the potential to be absolutely devastating. Uh, like, for example, if they were in the current hyperspace meta, they would be pretty useless because they're good ace counters. But, Typically Jedi counters. Yeah, or like Kylo, like any anything yeah. that relies on repositioning, they're just gonna they're gonna wreck That's them. Two turns, they can't yeah. reposition. You're essentially assigning them a panic pilot and one damage, like in terms of their ability to take actions now. Because for the ion, to explain the ion ruling, if you have ion tokens at all, but your dial is set, you still execute your your maneuvered that is on your dial. But you have ion tokens, so you can only take the focus action. Yeah. If you are ionized. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. it assigns three, so everything is ionized. Everything is right. ionized. And, and it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but then the next turn, you still you're still ionized. You do your mandatory one forward. You, you still have been ionized. Focus. You still can only take the focus action. So that's two yeah. turns of only focusing, the second of which you know they're doing a one forward. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, all that yeah. said, it's very expensive for one charge. It is. Um, so I don't think it's like top tier. You need to put this in list immediately. Uh, but I don't think it's bad either. <laughs> Watch if it comes down, though. Oh, but, yeah. like, it's a very potent effect. I also yeah. think they were intentionally conservative because of how miserable they were playing. Um, they were awful, man. They were just the worst thing in the world. Yeah, and now, see, you guys both know where I came from in 1.0. I was very much a control list player. Uh, it was stress control in my case, which... I admit I am happy is not in second edition. Uh, and as and such. everyone else, hopefully. <laughs> and, hopefully we're yeah. all happy it's gone. <laughs> well, I was not you know, playing in the Connernet meta. I can see where ion control is really the only form of control control that's uh, active in second edition. And they've done a pretty good job at pricing it effectively. We don't really see anybody bringing ion torpedoes or missiles. Uh, ion cannon turret is great because of its utility and uh, time on target, the ability to just strafe with it. We don't really see ion cannon all that much. Uh, ion bombs are new enough to not have really made any significant impact. But I don't think we, I think of all of the forms of ion control, Connernet is the one that's been seen the least. Yeah, I would agree. Maybe, maybe ion torpedoes and missiles a little less. I do think ion is pretty underrated. 2.0. In general, yeah. yeah um, I it's just, it's weird because it's, like, other than mines, like, other than ion things, uh, which makes it a tricky tech, yeah. thing to take. Uh, it's not being reliable. Is, you know, crew yeah. is the, uh, okay, yeah. But it's still using bombs. It's still using bombs. As far as ordnance or turrets or cannons go. There's no way to guarantee ion, which makes it a little unreliable. And in general, tournament lists prefer reliable over anything upgrades. else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I will go ahead and move Connerets from the bad cards to the poor but not unplayable category. Yeah. Like all right. I do all think right. it's probably a little overcosted, but I would also like to see it stay that way. Very Indeed. Fair. I would rather oh. not see Connerets in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along, uh, Doug, what's your second choice? Uh, my second card is Veteran Turret Gunner. Um, wah, wah, wah. Specifically on Y-Wings, although in general uh, I think it's a bad card. Also the rest um, of the time. <laughs> yeah, but people <laughs> love to put it on Y-Wings, and it's uh, it's a huge yeah. point. 
Okay, uh, so it used to only be six or eight or something because he could run five of them, five wireless. It was six and then eight and then ten. Okay, yeah. So it was garbage when it was six, and it's extra garbage when it's ten. Uh, but triple garbage, even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got into a little bit more why rather than just calling it garbage. Uh, <laughs> multiple shots are only good if you can modify them, and veteran turret gunner does nothing to help you modify those shots. Uh, so. Let's take a Y-Wing, for example, because it's the most common situation. Uh, Y-Wing okay. is 30 points. It's a two-attack die ship. It has a single action. It has no linked actions. Uh, so a two-die shot with focus is whatever. That's, you know, a TIE fighter can do that. It's 1.75 hits on average. Yeah. 1.5 hits on average. Yeah. Um, so now veteran turret gunner would give you a second shot, but you also have to take a turret to be able to use it. Uh, I'm going to talk about ion turret because I think dorsal turret is bad, but most of the time, it's yeah. cheap. Uh, but Ion Turret is, is more common. Uh, so you take Ion Turret, so now that Y-Wing is 35 points. You take Veteran Turret Gunner, so now that Y-Wing is 45 points. That is a 50% cost upgrade compared to the naked Y-Wing. That's, that's, almost... that's four more points than a B-Wing. It's five more points than an X-Wing. And that ship not only... it. So even when Veteran Turret Gunner is firing, it averages less damage than a B-Wing. Or an X-Wing, a three-die ship with, with focus. If you double tap with a Y-Wing with one focus, because there's no way to get a second one, you average 0.99 damage. A B-Wing averages 1.7, or 1.07, I'm sorry, against a two-agility, one-focus ship. Okay. Uh, so you're spending 45 points and doing less damage. And that's in the perfect scenario where you are in both the front arc and the turret arc. Uh, which is not going to happen every time, unless you're pointing the arc forward only, and then the so Y-Wing is so bad when you only point the turret forward. This upgrade like, costs 0 points in 1.0. Yeah, yeah, and it costs 10 now. And people still argue with me all the time that it's good. Constantly. And it, it's, it's just not. It is only good from a I like throwing more red dice perspective. Every other way, it can't hold up at all. Wayne Gretzky is a big fan of the veteran turret gunner Y-Wings. Yeah. Uh, because you, you can't miss a shot you don't take. Yeah. So you might as well take oh, every shot. You okay. <laughs> you, you, you had me in the first half. No, me and Wade play X-Wing all the time. But <laughs> also, like, A, a 45-point bombing is almost as much as the naked Drea. So put that yeah. in perspective. Right. Um, now, but what also, if I... Oh, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, what if I were able to... You said that takes it from... You know, it's a 50% increase. What if I were able to reduce that to only a 25% increase? Uh, are you able to modify both shots? Yes, you are. With what? Anakin Skywalker in the Y-Wing. Uh, I mean, that's also bad, but it's bad <laughs> from a base price standpoint. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker in the yeah. Y-Wing is bad. Sorry, yeah. Taylor. For, o- for only 75 points, only guys. 75. That's, yeah. that's the big <laughs> only, stopper right there. Only more than two-thirds of your, or only more than a third of your list. You can have a Y-Wing that shoots twice. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I really yeah. wish there was the equivalent of a sarcasm face for a podcast yeah. because I'm making it very hard right now. This is my sarcastic yeah. voice. There's yeah, there's that. <laughs> only one situation that I can see VTG Y-Wings being useful, and that's if you're going up against only Upsilons that aren't going to reinforce. That's it. I would take VTG. Yeah. Also, no, like... Well, yeah, okay. Only decimators that aren't going to reinforce. Then there's oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> then the raw dice went out. I was going to say, but is not extra attacks just better than one attack? Even if it's not modified. Sure, if it's free. Yes, yeah, but if, you're invest, if you're investing nine points or any... Okay, uh, yeah, seven to nine points, depending on which turret you take. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, if, if you're investing points in it at all, it is better to have fewer modified shots than more unmodified ones. Indeed. Unless it is a zero agility ship without reinforce. Which or I guess even if it has reinforce, be, yeah. more dice are better. But no, because more shots, it's reinforcing more. So, yeah, unless it's a zero agility ship without reinforce, more modified or less modified shots are better than more unmodified ones. And to be fair, and if VTG oh, was free, slap it on every Y-Wing. Who cares? Yeah. But it's not. Even like your investing points, you're missing a huge number of points for veteran mm-hmm. turret gunner. Yeah, right. so and when, when it was cheaper, uh, again last was year I was uh, yeah I was knocked out of Adepticon by the five Y on VTG list, but that list didn't make it very far beyond that. Yeah, and that that was pushing VTG Y wings to like the limit yeah. of maybe good, and even <laughs> then it was a very one dimensional list that if you if you weren't ready for it and he walked into the meat grinder, you got meat grinded. I, I, same with dreadlocks. I, was, I was dumb yeah. and jousted. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And same uh, with dreadlocks for the same way. The, yeah. the lock revenants with VTG Ion Cannon and Drea, which let them modify both dice a little bit better, less ships. But even so, that list wasn't particularly successful either. And that it, one got priced into oblivion real fast. The only, only argument that I can even accept at all is that VTG Y Wings have a better chance of ioning you than just an Ion Cannon turret. And that is true. That is like, true. If you're firing at a two agility ship with one focus with a VTG Y wing, you have a roughly forty percent chance to eye on them. Are you talking about if your fir- if your primary tech strips the focus? Correct. Yeah, okay. that's, that's assuming that's assuming you save your focus for your ion cannon, and they just have one focus on defense. You have roughly a forty percent chance to eye on them. Okay. Um, which is but you're spending fifteen points for that. But that's a forty-five point ship. Yeah, like it's it's still not cost effective. I see people like they they build a list and they'll have one Y wing in it. And they'll put VTG Ion on there. I'm like, that's yeah. half of another Y-Wing. You, yep. you could have built something much better than a Y-Wing for those points, like an X-Wing. Or B-Wing. Yeah. Or a, or a U-Wing. If you take a if you take a I-2 B-Wing for, what, four points less? Yep. Uh, actually, you might even be able to take a Blade with Selfless for the same. You can take a Blade you for Selfless. You can take a Blade with Selfless. For the same do price that. as a VTG Ion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do that. Indeed. Yeah, right. uh, and you will get so much more value because the B wing is going to average doing more damage. It can knife fight. It has linked actions. They Selfless. have the exact same dur- durability, but the blade can also pull damage off of buddies. Do that instead. Yeah. All right. Well, going straight from uh, the Y wing graveyard, uh, that segues really well into Alex. Your third pick. Yeah. So my third pick is a pilot, not an upgrade, um, but it's it's matchstick. Uh... It just said cards in the description. Yeah, it said cards. Yeah, pil- pilots count. Okay. Yeah. Matchstick. Matchstick is garbage. Um, but but, but, but Alex, you can target lock your own matchstick and have unlimited rerolls. Sure. But you only need three rerolls. Hey. <laughs> you could need four at range one with an ion cannon, sir. Sure, you could. And to that I say, how'd you get all those target locks without building your list around it? Because you brought five torrents as the rest of your ships. That sounds like building a list around Matchstick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't fit six because Matchstick is that freaking expensive. He's, yeah, that, that's Matchstick really. is more expensive than Broadside with an Ion Cannon. Yeah. No, you can fit Matchstick with an Ion Cannon and six Torrents, and you have two points left over for our four Astromats. There you go. <laughs> but seriously. We've done it, um, boys. Hot dog, Matchstick is bad. I've got this argument on multiple Discord servers. He's yeah. bad. <laughs> okay. Okay, so A, price alone. 
even if they had the same pilot ability, Broadside is one of the best pilot abilities in X-Wing. True. If Matchstick also had Broadside's pilot ability, he still costs seven points more. But he doesn't. He has, he a, has significantly, a higher pilot skill. Has, now, so to what? be fair, he does have a good ability. It is a decent ability. Like, yeah, it's just not worth seven more points than Broadstick. Broadside. <laughs> Broadstick <laughs> is something else. <laughs> but like, so getting into the math. Broadside, with a focus, averages 2.828 hits on three dice. Matchstick, with enough red tokens for three rerolls and a focus, which means he's eating three target locks, averages 2.813. Which isn't a big decrease, but it is less. And that's Matchstick's golden scenario. Yep. And Matchstick... Oh, I'm sorry. We should be able to just end the argument there. Should. It costs more points and is mathematically worse. That should end the argument. But it never does. It never does. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going. So the only way to get matchstick rerolls in a focus is to target lock on him. Which means your other ships can't take their target locks and save them for fully modified two-die shots, which are useful. <laughs> Technically, only... you could just let your opponent target lock matchstick for the reroll. True, but why would they? Why would they do that? <laughs> He's a one-agility ship. You don't need rerolls that much against him. Just kill the torrents, then you win, because matchstick's left. Um... <laughs> But or he has one or more stress tokens, which means he's not taking a focus, which means he's worse. So uh, the most common situation you're gonna find matchstick's ability, and the one argument I hear for it the most is matchstick can still mod after barrel rolling or K turning. And I'm sure he can. <laughs> why why are you doing that? Why are you doing that with a Y Wing? Y Wing should never K turn. Ever. You have a turret. It moves. Just move it if you need it to point in a different direction. <laughs> Also, it means he doesn't have focus because he's stressed. And he only has one reroll, assuming you didn't waste all of your own ship's target locks on Matchstick, which if you did, that's a whole different story. Matchstick with a reroll and one... F- Matchstick's ability with a reroll, one reroll, no focus, averages 1.9 hits. Almost, almost a full hit less than Broadside. And all Broadside has to do is focus. And I'm not... Like, if you're taking both, don't, because why bring a Y-Wing that isn't Broadside? In general, yeah. like don't bring a second one. But also, right. I've lit- in in Republic there are there are some arguments for scum. Excuse in. me, sir. I've built the perfect paired Y wing with Matchstick to negate your entire argument. It's Goji. No, for only oh. forty nine points, also known as one more point than Matchstick with Ion Cannon turret, <laughs> you can bring a Red, Red Squadron bomber with Ion Cannon, R four Astromech, and a Sokatano, so that he can keep taking red focuses even after stress. So he gets more and more red tokens for full rerolls. So, hear me out. I, and I, I can I, use R4 Astromech to prove you wrong again. You do. Boom. Double prove me wrong. You gotta get Informant up in there too somehow. Check um, mate. Unfortunately, no Republic ships have crew for Informant, so you burnt. Mm-hmm. Also, um, so hear has, me out. I'm bringing Oddball in the arc with Informant. Boom. Perfect. I love this list. <laughs> you brought those three ships, so I love seeing that. And I have seven points left over. Hey, uh, Oddball can take marksmanship. (laughs) True. Let's let's keep because Oddball wants to line up the bullseye anyway. Matchstick is also going to bring marksmanship, and then I'm going to put Connor. VTG (laughs) Matchstick. (laughs) He can mark shots. (laughs) Connor, Connor Ned, and R4. Oh my god, you can put all our bad cards on Matchstick. In in this list. Okay. A, that's an indictment of Matchstick. (laughs) (laughs) B, but like seriously, he averages less than a hit for broadside for more 
for his base cost being more than broadside with an ion cannon. Yeah. That that should end the argument. Yeah. But uh, broadside really only works because he is cheap and his ability is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I think um, another way to think of broadside is broadside is essentially the same as rerolling two blanks, like every turn in terms of like mathematical average. Okay. You're going to turn one of those blanks into a result, which is what broadside's ability does. Fair. Yeah. Like so, broadside essentially has a built-in two rerolls, and he's focused every turn. So you're saying broadside so, with a focus is mathematically the same as matchstick with two? No, oh, he's like okay. no, uh, he's broadside with a focus is better than matchstick with three rerolls. Yeah, oh, so they're, yeah. they're That's math, where the math, math is. I mean, it's it's largely irrelevant. They're essentially the same, yes. math, like in terms of actual practical results. But and matchstick costs seven more points. As we discussed a number of times, the jump from initiative three to four is not worth that kind of points on this chassis oh god because no. you you can't really you're not going to ps kill someone with matchstick mm-hmm. but yeah the, the big has... point is yeah matchstick <laughs> costs more and that matchstick's best he's worse than broadside i'm yeah. gonna go as far as to say you're not gonna kill anybody with matchstick <laughs> i mean probably not unless you drop matchstick. a combat on them i don't know probably I mean, that would help isn't you know where they are for two turns but <laughs> okay. Well, moving along to uh to my third pick there. Uh I have also gone with VTG in there. Only mine is Veteran Tail Gunner. Uh not necessarily for the same reasons as Veteran Turret Gunner, but the fact that literally there are only 3 ships in the game that can take the Veteran Tail Gunner. Technically 4 of them because one of them's in two factions. The Arc 170, a Fire Spray with the Marauder title, and a VCX-100 with a docked sheathapede. You can take ISF code as well, right? Oh, no, they don't have turret. Never mind. Maybe that's a turret. They can take veteran turret gunner. They can take veteran turret. No, they cannot, because they do not have the the rotate action on there. That's true. It's a link. Yeah. So... They take agile gunner. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Veteran tail gunner, the the fact that you're really looking at the arc or the fire spray, because if you're taking the VCX-100... Most of the time, if you're going to dock a ship and you want to make the best use of it, use the attack shuttle because it's got this ability built in, but better because you can go turret, then rear arc shot. That might have some uses to it, plus an extra ship. But I mean, the Sheathapede's docked ability is phenomenal. It's phenomenal as well, but uh, really, you, you're looking at points there, and that becomes a little bit of a problem. So looking at the ARC-170 and the Fire Spray, and technically also potentially the Ghost, you're looking at uh, either two medium bases with red repositioning and no fire sprays. Re- boost is white for the record. Uh, no, yeah, I'm getting that. Red repositioning on the uh, the Arc 170. Uh, neither of them have repositioned linked into mods. Uh, so to set up the idea of I'm going to get a primary front arc shot and then a rear arc shot, uh, you've got to get super lucky to pull that off. Uh, the, you know, you're giving up mods or you're in the exact right position. It triggers super rarely, uh, modified shot at one ship is always going to be almost always going to be better than two unmodified shots at two different ships. Uh, Marauder gives you that reroll out the back, but Marauder plus veteran turret gunner is 10 points. And it means you don't have slave one, which is why you bring a fire spray, uh, to give some comparison, uh, you mentioned the TIE SF, Special Forces Gunner, gives you the option of the shoot out the front, then shoot out the back uh, ability. 
that can come in handy because specifically the tie sf gets that free rotate to set it up at any given time tie sfs are we've established this they're, they're a great chassis and they have that super utility of being able to set that up none of the ships that can take veteran turret gunner have that uh if you i mean the the absolute beautiful if you were able to say maneuver boba fett where you have somebody at range one in front of you range one behind you and you have to have spent the 10 points for marauder and veteran turret gunner wonderful mazel tov. you that's that's beautiful even with the fact that medium bases fit everywhere that's such a rare occurrence to have that veteran tail gunner is i cannot fathom trying to build this into a list with any there are, there are so many uses for four points that are so much better uh on a fire spray hey for three points less you can get slave one boom it's better on an arc for four points uh in rebels okay maybe not i i really don't you think there's any... four point bid. yeah you can have yeah. a four point bid i mean bring, yeah. bring i don't think Anyone's going to argue that Veteran Turret Gunner is a trash card. Another way to look at it is you could take all the cons of Veteran Turret Gunner and then add that you have to shoot at different targets with Veteran Tail Gunner. And you can technically line up front and back on the same ship. It's possible. Yeah, uh, if you pull up alongside uh, a large base ship. Like, uh, yeah, like nearly touching them. I yeah, guess. you have, you have to be right next to a large base ship. Uh, now, not, the thing not is... Realistic. Yeah, oh, yeah, not agreed. realistic. And I, for the for the same amount of points, for the same amount of points for a gunner, if you're looking at Arc 170s, Clone Commander Cody, who actually is really good, yeah, or a four point bid, or, or anything uh, else. Like, yeah. I do have a couple of bookkeeping points. Okay. Um, Marauder does give you a reroll out the butt shot. That's what I, I did say. That yeah, Marauder and does then, give you that that reroll. Slave one isn't necessarily the reason you bring a fire spray. It is right now because it's one point, which is dumb. But yes. back when their points were reversed, it was all Marauder. It's really about the cost oh, of yeah. comparing the two. Right, and Mar Marauder you bring because if you are flying a fire spray and you get a gunner slot, uh, well, yeah, but you don't bring Marauder for the gunner slot. You bring you, it for the reroll. You back. bring it for the reroll, and uh, at the time when Marauder was the cheap one, you had Han Solo gunner. It's so good, but I just want—I want to say, Marauder itself is not a trash card. It is no, Marauder, no Marauder. Marauder is a valid card for a lot of uses. Uh, hell, Marauder and skilled bombardier can be really fun, but uh, you're really looking at the four points. Not not a really huge investment, but there are so many better things you could be doing with it on the ships that it is meant for. Uh, I think if it came down in points to I probably wouldn't put it in there at three. I would put it in there at two because on an arc 170, there's no other two point upgrade. But I'm I pretty wouldn't. sure I could find. I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure I could find two points elsewhere in my list. I say I and, think at two points, it's the same as R4 Astromech. Where? It's not that it's bad. It's that there are better uses of those two points, Precisely. including not using those two points. <laughs> if it was one point, you might as well put it on there because if it triggers once a tournament and does a damage, it was worth it. It's worth yeah. it at one point. It's, it's one of those cards that I think people, you look at it, and you get the idea of, oh, I can sh I can make two attacks around. I've effectively doubled the power of my ship. If what about get, Wolf? Yeah, if you get those two attacks. Wolf can uh, then reroll at the front and then add an extra die at the back in the same turn. 
Well, there you go. There's the asterisk. Fine. It's not an asterisk. I, it's sarcasm. <laughs> Don't bring yeah, wolf. There's no asterisk for a veteran tail gunner. It's a bad card. There's not. It All is. Right. It's it's probably the absolute worst card out of the nine we we thought of. Matchstick right. might uh, be. I'm gonna argue with my next card. All right, Doug. I what, are you gonna wrap us, what are you going to wrap us up with? Here? Oh, yeah, okay. that one. Well, if you take all of the negatives of Veteran Turret Gunner and you combine okay. them with all of the new negatives of Veteran Tail Gunner, you get Biston, who oh, conveniently no, right. costs the same as both Veteran Tail Gunner and Veteran Turret Gunner put together. Whoa! So now, for 14 points, if you are focused, you may shoot at a different target than you initially shot at. That's if you cut your focus after yeah. the first attack. Yeah, because otherwise you can't take it at all. And it specifically has to be out of a, a a turret arc. So you have to take either a turret or be a land or not lambda, uh, outrider or falcon. Those are the only three things that can take it. I guess a well, yeah, a ghost could, but it would have to be with the turret. Um, so let's say you're uh, running. Okay. I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah, okay, a K-Wing could as well. So you could spend 14 K-wings exist to do two Jedi <laughs> attacks. That seems Don't strange. bring K-Wings. We saw that. A, a K-Wing with Vistan, you've made bad choices yeah. in your life already. So in specifically, <laughs> after you perform a primary attack, if you are focused, you may perform a bonus, a bonus arc attack against a ship you have not already attacked this round. So, oh god, it's so bad. Um, as we discussed He's with Veteran man. You do not want to shoot at different targets. You want to focus fire. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's a free shot, but unless you have ways to modify both of your attacks, you are wasting oh, oh, mod. Oh, 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 there, there's a way. Perceptive co-pilot. Oh, so now you're investing 22 points to shoot at a different target. Even Wayne Gretzky hates Bison. So, Even Wayne Gretzky's not a fan. So, aside from the fact that 22 points is an absurd waste of points, it's over a tenth of your list to shoot at an, a, a secondary target. That's more than a droid. That's one point less than a TIE fighter or a Z95. That's only even getting 22 points of value, and that's in big quotes, if you use it every single round. Any turn you're blocked, you don't get to use Biston. Any turn you don't Take have a different action ships in arc. Yeah, any anytime you barrel roll or target lock. Like, uh, it's such a bad card. And because it borderline saw use whenever Dash could break the game by Han gunnering to Biston first, or Han, it was Han crew to Biston gunner before your actual shot so that you could double tap the same target. You, you, had, you had Rourke. Rourke, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so you had to use an entirely different ship to interact with your fat outrider so that you and can break the game twice yeah it was completely breaking the rules and fsg said no that's not allowed that was literally the only time biston was at all worth anything i just i can't emphasize how bad of a card it is that i see people put on there just because you can shoot twice sometimes like take veteran tail gunner every time over biston gunner every time over yeah, biston. Uh, yeah. Take uh, I, any I'll, of these cards, except for maybe Matchstick. Take Ezra Gunner over Biston. Right, I was that at least gives you a force. It's literally the exact same, except you get a force and don't have to have a focus. And <laughs> if you're stressed, you get to reroll a die. It's it's and Ezra Gunner has never seen play that I know of. Everybody <laughs> agrees Ezra is bad, but they think Biston is good. It just yeah, it dumbfounds me. See, I I was reading through the the show notes here, and I was like, wow. Doug's just got a lot of hate for Biston. He, he can't be that. I looked at him, I saw 14 points, and yeah. I literally almost shat myself. Yep. That's just how. I was surprised. 
So Did I've never even seen somebody suggest piston. Ah. Uh, like, one of the fosses jokingly said piston is dirty because somebody used it with the whole dash work combo mm-hmm. thing. There's the meme, Biston is dirty. Yeah, Yeah. and people glued to that, and now they think Biston is actually a good card, and it's not. Oh, Oh, you you made the mistake of reading other people's opinions. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I did with the whole matchstick thing. I went into two different podcasts, Discord savers, not to argue with people about it, just to be like, hey, here's some list advice, and then they... Yeah, so in my opinion... Uh, Biston is the only 100% irredeemable. If you take this card, you're just wasting points. And Veteran Tail Gunner is that, but only costs 4 instead of 14. Yeah. Oh, and everything absolutely. else probably has niche uses. Except for you know, Biston. The only time we'll say just, is a just good Y Wing if Broadside is already in your list. And oh. you have a lot of extra points. And so. you desire to bring a second Y Wing. Yeah. You wanna, uh, I will say, there's one legitimate use of Biston that I can think of. Oh, God. And that's just the disrespect. I don't need these 14 points. <laughs> <laughs> I need neither a bid nor a useful gunner. Who was it Who was it that brought the ARC-170 with Luke Skywalker gunner? Uh, that Josh, was Josh, Josh Holt. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Which, to be yeah, fair, is. he did it for the Force on Nora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, but for 12 points cheaper, there was Ezra. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Ezra's garbage. But... <laughs> but he also had a free Leia, so... Whatever. Yeah, like, that is fair. So. That was Cursot, and that was a meme tournament. Yeah. All right, well, those are nine... Uh, okay, those are eight very bad cards and one borderline card. Uh, we'll go ahead and give Connor Ned a bit of a pass for this one. But uh, if at any time you were thinking of including one of those eight cards in your list, the overall official Tashi Station Radio podcast position is don't. 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 <laughs> I do have one sidebar to add. Um, when you're looking at lists and you're wanting to build a list that is suboptimal for fun, it's totally fine. But don't ask for people to help you optimize it. Yep. If you just want a fun list. For example, yeah. the triple rebel list that Matt brought up earlier sounds entertaining as hell to fly. Like, that would be pretty hilarious to try and get off the triple crit auto blaster on somebody with um, a B-Wing. Yeah. But it, what we're talking about is specifically for competitive list building. Yeah, so focus and here. Again, you know, none of this is to be taken as gospel. Uh, we I could disagree. be wrong. Some, I disagree. <laughs> this is gospel. Well, <laughs> some, 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 you know, gospel. We, there, there was always the chance that someone could, you know, find some way or a pilot could be released that suddenly breaks marksmanship. Uh, but in the current knowledge we have right now, these are suboptimal choices in almost every single situation. Agreed. Yes. But mentioning that, 22 points. Now I really want to try Biston with Perceptive Copilot in Aces High. Put it on Miranda. Boom. <laughs> there we Maddie's. go. Then, then one of your shots can only be one die as you regen a shield. <laughs> <laughs> you can spend 22 points to throw it's one TLT die. It's all over again. <laughs> only it's 22 <laughs> points. And one die it. shot. <laughs> 22 points is a good cost for TLT. Yeah, it's a fair cost for TLT. But That's you have true. to be focused to use it. That's the other yeah. big caveat. Indeed. And it's All just right. overall way less dice. And the same target twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. actually just worse DLT in every way. Well, Not even comparable, really. <laughs> <laughs> With all of that salt now spilled everywhere, uh, do we want to give some wholesome shout-outs to people? 
Greg. Uh, to, yeah, Thanks Greg. Thanks for on our podcast last, last yeah, time. It was super fun to have again. you. Yep. Yeah, we made, made a hell of a run of the on your I'm top. sorry we tore your list apart in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, don't, don't fly it. Uh, oh, no, that, that, that list of Greg's, honestly, I think uh, – with a little I mean bit the, of the the triple crit list that we oh the triple about. crit list yeah no that that, that, that is garbage don't do that oh my, my father Bob Howe it's another shout out damn it maybe two at this time yeah. next <laughs> week Bob Howe next week all right uh, some side notes remember that we still have our challenge open uh, challenge one of us on social media to a game on Vassal and if you win we will send you out a limited edition dabbing Obi Wan alt art card decent chance you'll win Doug and I haven't played X Wing in eight weeks true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, also, uh, we are next uh, episode. We are also going to do a listener recommended uh, list. This one, uh, the the one that came in second uh, for the topic, was uh, when is it right and when is it wrong to fly in formation? It's probably wrong more often than you think. Brew. Yeah, there are there are a lot of people. Uh, okay, I say there are a lot. There is one person uh, we know who swears by his precious five finger formation, and we're going to tell you why. You only need one finger for it. You can guess which one it is. I feel bad for you next week, Mike. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be an example, and I apologize Call in advance. Him out. I, I use the last name. We're fine, but I apologize in advance for the example we're going to make of your finger four or five formation with a wings. The, well, I apologize the in advance. Resistance a wings is the problem. Yeah. I, again, right. I apologize in advance. <laughs> well this has been uh definitely our saltiest podcast uh for tashi station x-wing i'm matt newt i'm doug howe and i'm alex smittle and don't go around doing stuff like licking door handles people That's or flying distant or, or flying distant don't, right. yeah. don't fly matchstick don't fly hey everyone thanks for listening to this episode of tashi station radio if you liked what you've heard subscribe and keep up with episodes as they're released you can also find us on social media, on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, on Twitter at Tashi Station XW, and on Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing. If you'd like to help out with our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and toss us a buck or two. It's really appreciated. Thanks for listening.